Hey everyone, this is episode three in our series, Alex Brooks. After two hours of chatting, Alex telling us all about his running journey. Um, episode three is going to be all about fun. Got a couple brews already, so it's a little bit loosened up. And so we asked the big questions like, what is BQ and why is it not BBQ? Uh, we have some stories, some shenanigans, and this one's pretty much as off the rails as these question portions of these podcasts tend to be. I'm sure you'll be at least entertained, and if you're not, well, sorry. Anyways, back to the show. Uh, Nicole is actually having a long drive tomorrow morning, so but she had some uh, rapid-fire questions for you that she wanted to throw out for you before you go into your Oh, screen. yeah, okay. Toss them out, because I want to make sure we get the, the weird questions in. He's so excited for this, and I love it. Yes, <laughs> she's <laughs> back. Bucket hat nation. Because I've heard some. Yeah, of them yeah. This is my bucket hat. I wore it for this podcast. Is that the like... Josh bucket hat? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's good. It was That's my good. it was my Christmas present from a good friend. It's got um, Kilawa from Hunter X Hunter. Oh, who is my neat. favorite okay, character. Cool. Are we gonna have anime related questions on here? Or no. Um, I mean, I, I can definitely ask you about anime, but <laughs> so if it. you Google, when we were doing like research on the pod, my first instinct is to just Google the name of whoever we have on. And there are like a lot of Alex and Alexander Burks that exist, like a ton. The, like there's the, probably enough to fill like a small country of Alex and Alexander Burks. So I'm sure there are, but the one that usually pops up is it asks, "Did you mean Alec Burks?" Who's yes. So that's the first question. So Alec Burks is a yeah. basketball player. So yeah. if you had to play any other sport besides running, what would it be? It would absolutely not be basketball because I am. Garbage. Garbage at basketball. Can't pivot, can't accelerate quickly, no eye-hand coordination, except for surprisingly Ultimate Frisbee. That was actually the one other thing. I did I did play on the Ultimate Frisbee team like a couple times on and off throughout high school, more as like a club than anything else. And I actually forget to bring that back sometimes. So if it were to be any other sport and I I, I'll, I'll try to pay respect to Ultimate Frisbee while also saying that's maybe a little bit of a stretch of the word sport. That would be the one that I would be involved in. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. There's an Alexander Burks in the world that exists that got married in 2019. Um, what would your ideal wedding colors be? AKA, what are just your favorite colors? I really like the color purple. Uh, but I think other than that, it would just be like a nice blue, which is good because the, the, the team I kind of run for now, I shouldn't say kind of, the team I run for now, Hands on a Clock Track Club, which is Ben Walk's group, is blue, white, and like a goldish yellow. So that works well. So what you're saying is you want your wedding to be Hands on a Clock themed. Got it. Okay. Probably, yeah. Don't tell me if, if, that, if that ever ends up happening. That would be, she'd, she'd be very upset. <laughs> there is an Alexander Burks that died in, in 1881. Oh, okay. So okay. if you had to get into a major battle with any anime character and lose, resulting in your death, who would it be? Oh, uh, well, so, I mean, this is, this, is, this is tough because I would say Mob, but, like, Mob would never kill anyone. So, like, I can't really say him because that wouldn't be canon. Uh, so it would probably be Saitama from One Punch Man because that would be really like quick and easy, and it would also be kind of kind of cool. Because I'd probably like explode into a pile of flesh since that seems to be what he does to most people. That that is indeed that is indeed what he does. Um, so there is an Alexander Burks that played Little Rock soccer, soccer in the city of Little Rock. Um, what is your favorite rock band? It can be a big rock. Uh, Pink Floyd. Progressive rock, but still works. But like, ab absolutely, my yeah. That's that's a really I love the transition of that question. Yeah, no, I I, I love Pink Floyd. I I am disappointed that yeah you know, I didn't get get to see the whole band play live, but I did get to see Roger Waters when he did his last The Wall tour, and that's like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. That's like one of the coolest things I've ever heard about a guest on this podcast. That's very cool. Um, there's an Alexander Burks that is a financial manager um so i mean numbers pick a number between one and 420. um 
I've always just liked seven, but for the meme, I'll pick 42. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's really respectable. Um, there, close 39. There is an close 39. It's really close, it's close to 39. 39 but 42 is the meaning of life, so shout out to Checkers Guide to the Galaxy. Um, there is an Alexander Burks that works in home security. Um, if a burglar <laughs> if a burglar walked into your house right now, what would be the way you would defend yourself? Oh, it would obviously be my my pet rabbit Cleo. She would uh, she would attack him like the attack rat, like the the deadly rabbit from uh, Monty, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes, that's awesome. I'm really glad that you have that in your corner, that, that level of protection. Exactly. Um, there is an there is an Alex Burks that is a territory sales manager. If you could sell anything, what would you sell and why? What is territory sales? Like, what even is? <laughs> Does he sell? You, you just sell shit in a city. You pick a city and you sell shit. <laughs> to me, that sounds like you're selling territory, which would just be real estate, right? Um, well, okay, that I'm kind of cheating when I say this, but I would sell beer because I would run I would run a brewery. I have this I have this like strange fantasy that like if I ever got like enough money that I didn't know what to do with it, I would use it to open a brewery. Because there's a guy in, in Bend, Oregon, who literally did that. He was uh, a lawyer, and he got so much money that he just opened up his own brewery as, like, kind of a, like, pet project. And it's all, a, and it's everything he's, like, passionate about. It's it's worthy brewing, and it's a brewery, but it also has an observatory, and it also has, like, an experimental hops development program. It's, like, super cool. And, like, that that's, like, a dream for me. Like, that would be my dream in life. Like, if I won the lottery, so- I would just, I would open a brewery. So, Burks, are we visiting this brewery while we go out for the World Championships? Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's 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 really really cool, and the, the beer there is fine. There's like there's a lot there's a lot better beer in Bend, but like the but, whole idea. Of but it, we're there like, we're there we're there to nerd out for for just for for beer's sake. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, we'll have to. Yeah. No, we'll have to hit up there. Deschutes, Ale Apothecary. They're all awesome. There is an Alex Burks that is a pastor, um, and you can find his historical teachings on YouTube um, if you're interested. I don't know if I recommend them or not because I didn't listen to them. But um, what is your go-to mantra? Like, what what is like a phrase that fires you up? Oh man, I think it's just got to be the Geneseo believe. We have this whole like Sunji believe thing, and the believe mantra is always something that like stuck with me and that's kind of what i always would tell myself if i like thought that i wasn't good enough to do something also weird side note but my mom's a priest so that was i i, I thought that question was going to take a way different direction because of that so there's a tammy burks that's a that's a, a priest too i highly recommend tammy burks's teachings over alex you know i would too without even knowing who alex burks is <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know alex burks he could be the the best pastor ever but like tammy has definitely got him beat he, he can be I'm, number two i'm pretty confident she she is too <laughs> can i can i say just from uh spending a night at the uh, brooks household that tammy brooks also makes a dang good spaghetti yeah she yes yeah, she does she did a pretty dang good yeah fuel, fueled a great 50k from chris and a very very flaccid dnf from burks <laughs> Would you say that your noodles were cooked properly because they were well hydrated? I would say so. Do you? Although not too hydrated. Because when hydrating right now, pasta does does she snap the pasta in half or does she cook it whole? You know, she taught me the whole Italian. You you throw it against the refrigerator. If it sticks, it's done. Apparently, that's a thing. I haven't Um, used that in a while. There is an. There is an Alex Burks that is an artist in the state of South Carolina. Um, there are a lot of different kinds of art out there, like literature, music, um, art, paintings, whatever. Um, name a few of your favorite pieces of art. Um, I really like anything by Van Gogh. I used to go into the the Met in uh, in in New York City since we lived like a train like a forty minute train ride from it. Um, so yeah, I really like stuff by Van Gogh. Um, and then as far as music goes, I mean, music's my favorite form of art that exists. And, uh, 
man. I mean, yeah, there's there's so many cool genres of it, and there's so much cool music out there. So it would be really hard to, to pick down from there. But I'd say I'd say that like, yeah. What's your favorite album? Favorite album, just in general? Oh God, can I do of like 2021, or do I just have to do of all time? Do you have like it, five years? You, you top three five, five years. Both. Exactly. <laughs> Um, within the past five years, I think the thing that, like, affected me the most at, like, uh, like, like, emotional and artistic level was listening to Injury Reserves, A Long Road to Phoenix. That album is just, like, a masterpiece to me. Um, if I had to choose just, like, the, like, if there was an album that I could always listen to, like, forever, it would probably be Animals by Pink Floyd. I really like Pink Floyd. I think they're ridiculously incredible. I agree. Um, and then the last one, uh, there's this guy named Alexander Burks. He was on a podcast um, called D3 Glory Days. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yeah. Um, name your favorite day of the week. And also, what does your ideal day consist of? Um, I, I, really, I, I, I really like, and this is going to be such a boring answer, but Saturday, just because it's a day where I can, you know, uh, and you know, if if I were to plan it out, and and this is not me saying my maybe not my ideal Saturday, but like what a good realistic Saturday for me looks like, is wake up around eight or so, which is on the later side for me compared to what I normally wake up at during the week. Brew some tea, eat a nice uh, you know cereal that's terrible for me, like Captain Crunch or something. Uh, go out for my run around like 10 or 11, uh, have my lunch, and then either just, you know, be able to go out and do something fun with friends for the day or go out on a, on a hike or something. Nice and simple. And then maybe go out, I, I love going out to restaurants too, although it's, you know, don't do it as often both because pandemic and also money. But uh, I, yeah, you could probably, probably go to a restaurant or, or a brewery or something like that. <laughs> Maybe someday you'll go to your own brewery. Oh my goodness. If only, that would be amazing. That would be so cool. Maybe that's what I'll do when I retire. I'll just retire and like stack cans at a brewery or something. Because by that point I'll be too old to actually learn how to brew. Although who knows? Who knows? All right. Those are all the questions I had. I'm Lighten. glad that we Thank have you. the you, Alex. Yes. Thank you, Nicole. Uh, you can go to bed now. You're good. Okay. I'm literally falling asleep. I'm sorry. I go to um, bed at like 8:30. I'm old. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Same. Like 9 to 9:30 for a lot of nights. We'll have a great drive tomorrow, which is what Chris said you were doing. Thank you. We're driving down to Savannah so I can not be cold. Savannah had never heard. Nice. Enjoy it. Enjoy all of it. I will. I I'll send you guys creature comforts. Nice. Love okay, it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Peace. Nice to see you, bye. And so I, I guess that goes into some of the questions that we had for you. Yeah. Um, biggest question that we got, it's really important. We really want to know. Um, Brooks, have you ever be cute? Have you ever be cute? You know, and, and wait, 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 and we also need to throw in uh, this little thing here, uh, because uh, apparently. Can we talk about how much I love barbecue. Yeah, That's so it's like, that. why are all these brothers so obsessed with slow roasted meats, but oh, so bad it's it. yeah. <laughs> <That was> like... <laughs> It's like, wait, wait, wait. This is the post. This is the post. Yeah. It's like I keep getting confused by all of these brothers talking about constantly wanting to BQ. And being obsessed with other runners, BQs, and asking people who have BQ'd in the past, don't they know the correct abbreviation is BBQ? Also, what do they keep asking for? BQ training plans. Shouldn't they be asking for recipes instead? Is there some sort of goo based barbecuing technique I'm unaware of? Serious answers only. Yeah, you know, I mean, I grew, I grew up in the internet age. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not opposed to a little bit of trolling or shit posting from now, from now and then. I don't know. It just, it, it like came to me like on a run one day. 
I was like, I need to put this out there and see what the people think about it. It's all in good fun, though. No, no, no offense meant to anyone who's chasing the Boston qualifier out there. Everyone's got their own goals. That they're shooting. Hey, hey, some people are cho- chasing the BQ. Some people are chasing the BBQ. Exactly. I'm chasing the BBQ. I'm That's chasing all I'm chasing. BBQ. I'm chasing the best BBQ in the country. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I went, I went through. Okay, wait. I kind of come back to it. Um, your... Um, your your screen name for uh, for Reddit, I can't even pronounce it. Can you pronounce it? What it actually? It's, what it's does a, it mean? It's a real word. In, indefatigable. Indefat- what does it mean? Indefatigable Good. means unable Gesundheit. to tire out. What? Unable to tire out. So like unable to make tired. Unable to fatigue. Indefatigable. I, I like the Brent Kazunheit. Kazunheit. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> okay, I can, you know, so no one's no one's really asked me about that on the podcast I've been on, obviously, because they, they haven't done as deep of a dive and don't know as much about me personally. But I, I'll, I'll, I'll reveal the actual origin of that. Um, and it's, it, it is somewhat interesting, I think, maybe. Uh, when I was in high school, I told you I was... I really liked music and I was like in band and all this stuff. But I also had a friend who was really into um, EDM production, electronic dance music. And he introduced me to the digital audio workstation Fruity Loops. And he got me into like trying to make my own music and stuff on there. And uh, and so I started to like post it in some places. Um, like I, ha- I have like a, like I have a, and, and I have, I haven't done this in a really long time and I keep meaning to download it again and try and make music again. But yeah, my, my like, pr- like music production name, I needed to come up with something and I wanted it to be something that I couldn't find anywhere else, like on the internet. Cause I was like, I wanted this uniqueness to it. And so through some form of like searching up words and things like that, I, I found this word that literally meant like like unable to tire out, unable to fatigue. And so being someone who's both obsessed with running but wanted to come up with this cool sounding name for like a music producer, I came up with indefatigable. And so my actual, the original purpose of my Reddit username was that I actually originally went on Reddit not for running but to look for music production tutorials. And so the, the username indefatigable was, was taken. So I thought it would be funny to make it, I am indefatigable because that was the tagline that I would sometimes put on the tracks that I made, but it's also like a, you know, I'm, I'm a runner and it's like hard to tire me out. But that's now, great. So now whenever people on r slash running see it, like if they know what it means, they'll make a joke like, oh, wow, you really are indefatigable. But like I can go and say like, yeah, like I like I made that username like nine years ago at this point, like when I wasn't even all that good at running as I am now. So, it, yeah, it, it's funny. And then you had the others, the other, uh, the other screen room is Scrub. Yeah, yeah, the other one's Which Scrub. is actually kind of perfect. It's yeah, it's, it's it's my last name spelled backwards. Yeah, I always spell it with the K. Like ah, and that's how I knew you as a scrub. Uh, mm-hmm. Like ah, my God, that's awesome. Yeah, the Instagram, um, Instagram name for a while was uh, was Scrub Smiles. On a, it's a play on both Scrubs Miles and Scrub Smiles. Uh, but. Enough people convinced me that no one would want to sponsor someone whose Instagram handle was Scrub, so I I I, I changed it and got rid of it. <laughs> uh, maybe, it. Maybe it was a sad day. It was, it was a sad. sad it was a sad. I went back and forth about it quite a bit, but I wanted to tell myself that that was like the one serious change I was gonna make, just in case there was someone out there looking for, you know, some Scrub that didn't at least identify as a Scrub. Fair. <laughs> So I had some questions on my end. Um, so Nicole gave gave one. Um, Ethan J. Herman said, "Favorite Geneseo guy, and why is it Chris Matier?" Chris Matier is great, and Chris Matier would work great for this podcast too, because um, Chris Matier is a, a big beer guy too, 
And there, there was actually a, um, it was like a, a, a saying, because Chris was into craft beer, like, all the way back in, you know, like, the late 2000s, when it wasn't even cool and trendy to be into craft beer. So everyone would say, um, you know, Chris, Chris Mateer's Weird Beers. Was, was, That's was what I've heard. I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah Chris, Chris Mateer's Weird Beers. Um, and I can also shout out Chris Mateer. So, so th thank, thank you, Ethan. Uh, I, can, I can shout out Chris Mateer, too, because he was the only coach that I ever saw who actually came up to me and like, knew my name when I was getting recruited. He is because he, 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 he knew that I was interested in Geneseo. So he was kind of one. He was the other person that recruited me along with Ben Walk. So, yeah, big, big <sighs> shout out Chris Mateer. And T Tim Mateer, his younger brother, was a senior when I was a freshman. He was the highest mileage guy on the team, too. So he was one of the people who really inspired me with high mileage. Um, uh -huh. If I had if I had to pick someone other than Chris Mateer, though, which would be can can I, can I take your 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 time period, both male and female, both male and female. Um, yeah, so I'd I'd say male probably be Sam Harity. He's at a University of Alabama now in Tuscaloosa, doing his PhD, playing with bees and stuff like that. Uh, awesome dude, great dude to go for a run with, just super nice, genuine guy in general. And then uh, female on the team from my time period probably have to be uh, Marissa Belushi. She's just like an all-around amazing, hilarious person. We both bonded over being socially awkward uh, during my first year there, and uh, we both spent a lot of time at the, uh, the, the big track house at the time, 25 South Street, so... Shout out to her too. I almost DM'd her to ask her for questions because I figured she would have some, but I I, I ran out of time. She would probably send you something that, that would make you like, why did I like message this person in the first? I ran it. I ran out of time. Uh, <laughs> All good. All good. Um, Pack XS, what's it like going out hard in your last marathon? Um, because you oh. so like ahead of time when he found out that like thankfully. Because uh, our country's awful at setting standards up, um, they said, "Well, hey, uh, 2022 is a standard for the marathon, but there's a big marathon that's going to happen in December. So yeah. fuck everybody else is going to run that." And so Brooks called it early and said, "I'm going to be aggressive." So the question is, how did it feel like to go super aggressive with the knowingness of like, if you don't like. This marathon essentially doesn't matter because, like, yeah. the goal is to qualify for the trials. But so I can, if you don't, I can talk fuck a little it. bit more. I can talk a little bit more in depth about CIM. Uh, basically, what I can say about that race was that I really didn't go out that hard, like, relatively speaking. Early on, you didn't. We looked at the we looked at the paces. Like early on, you were pretty conservative. Th through the half. I went out and, and again, like conservative and massive air quotes because it was still PR pace and it's still wicked fast. Mm -hmm. But I went out in 68 flat, which like if I had kept running that pace, I think I would have ran 216 flat, 215 high. But that wasn't what I came. That wasn't what was in my head. In my head, I was like, no, I want to run another stupid PR. Like I want people, like, I want to I want people to like look at this time and just like puke like i wanted to be like that no <laughs> no so i wasn't going to be satisfied with running a time that started with like the same three numbers like i wanted to run like 214 like i wanted to run 214 like somewhere in the 214s so i went through in 68 flat and i was like yeah i can run 66 high for my next half but the issue i ran into was that i started running a little bit too fast too like too soon and like i had mentioned earlier my yeah my 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 10k split from or my split from like half marathon to 30k i believe was like the third or fourth fastest in the whole race and i, I finished like 23rd so it shouldn't have been the fourth fastest in the whole race um what i can say is that i brought in the same mentality to that portion of the race that I did for my McCurdy micro marathon, which was when I started running those paces, there was not a moment in my mind where I believed I was going to blow up. Like in my mind, I was like, I'm running 214 today. Like that's just what's going to happen. And I know I can do it. 
and eventually, you know, the, the mind willpower was not able to, to overcome the excruciating fatigue that my legs began to experience somewhere around mile 20. Um, and I believe my last two miles were pretty close to 13 minutes total. So like 6.30 each, which is a significant slowdown from the pace I was running before. But I still ran 2.19.30, which is technically my second fastest marathon ever. <laughs> and it's still like a time, like if I had ran that at the McCurdy Micro Marathons, I might have been a little bit like disappointed that I didn't run 2.18, but I still would have been like, damn, I broke 2.20. Like this is sick. So like I wasn't like mad by that time uh, by, by any means. So I would say that like, how did it feel? It felt exhilarating. It felt super cool. And I would definitely recommend that so that like at some point, if you're running a marathon, this can go out to anyone, including Pancakes. Although I know Pancakes had an awesome marathon himself uh, at, at Columbus. Um, you know, find a race where you can genuine, genuinely tell yourself that like you won't care about the result. You won't care about blowing up and go out and try it. Like do whatever, but don't, don't go out hard from the gun. Like go through like go through 16 to 18 miles a little bit on the aggressive side, but where you think you, if you had the day of your life, you could still maybe pick it up or hold the last eight miles out. Don't just go out at like suicide pace. That's, that's for like pre's 5Ks and 10Ks, not for a marathon. Marathon a suicide pace is very much a suicide pace. You're going to die. And that was the original question was like, how is it like to be a suicide pace? So I changed the question. I was like, that wasn't suicide pace because I've actually watched you yeah. race the entire time. And it was like, yeah, it wasn't exactly. suicide pace. You didn't go out and fight flat pace. It felt, it felt bad. It felt bad for the last <laughs> six miles. Like those last six miles were a, a dark, dismal six miles. Like <laughs> so, so the next question here is for a 216.50 guy. Uh, uh, so for a two sixteen fifty guy, uh, you're not a professional like runner in a certain like and a quote unquote like mm -hmm. natural sense. You're a teacher. You have actually like a career. Yeah. Um. So the question was, how do you balance full time educator life and life as a marathoner? Um. Being dedicated to sleep and nutrition um and then I'll, I'll kind of echo what someone just told me about teaching in general when i first started out that at first i thought might not have been great advice but actually ended up being really important for me specifically and that's that when you get into education and this can go for a lot of professions for that matter but specifically education um you can get really tied up in the thought that like you know, you obviously want to do the most for your students that you possibly can. And I absolutely feel that way. But at the same time, you want to make sure that you're making space for yourself. And if you budget your time well during the school day and you're in a good supportive school district with an administrative staff that understands what teaching is going, like how teaching is going to be a successful career for you, you should have enough time during the school day, during your work hours, to get everything done that you need to do. Does that mean it's gonna happen 100% of the time? No, but try to stay as dedicated as possible that when the school day ends, when you hit that time when you're allowed to leave, that you allow yourself to leave and you don't think that you need to stay longer than you have to. Because technically that's not time you're getting paid for and that's not time that you are expected by your job to stay there. Now, if you feel really passionate about it and you don't have anything else that you feel like you're really doing, that's great to pour yourself into that because I find it super, super rewarding when I have a lesson go really great for my kids. But for me personally, I also care a lot about my running and you know how I'm doing that. So when the school day's over, I go off of teaching mode, I go into running mode where, okay, my, my next goal that I have for myself is no longer anything related to teaching, I'm getting my run done. So I think for me, the way that I'm successful with it is just by being able to switch between modes. When I'm on the clock, when I'm teaching, I am in teaching mode and I am not thinking about running or anything else at all besides maybe when I'm eating and hydrating and making sure I'm doing those things throughout the day. But like the moment I clock out, 
I don't want to be thinking about work when I'm at home because that's my time. When I'm in school, it's all about the students. It's all, all, all about the students. And I want to support them as best as I can. And I care so much about my kids. But when I'm outside of school, that's the time that, that that's for me. That's for me and that's for what I want to do. So that's what I would say. You know, set those limits, set those boundaries. Because it's really tempting as a teacher to think that you need to do everything in your life for your students. And I'm not judging anyone who does. That's awesome if you feel super passionate about that. But for me, there has to be that division between work and everyday life. And I would also say somebody outside of the academic like field, same thing for you guys, like maintain that balance. I've been in that position where you take it home and it's not healthy. It really yeah. isn't. And it like and, and it really does have an effect on like just everything else. Like running like the great thing about Zach is Zach's always something's like, You're not a professional runner, this is not your end goal. This is not like not like this is not what should make you happy. This is not what should be like but at the end of the day like from a job perspective, it should be a thing where it's like it it shouldn't take away from your happiness. And Brent, you're yeah. you're up. Yeah, I, I was gonna say work work life balance is huge. That's that's one of the biggest things that I I take into consideration. I mean I've been at the same job for like five years, but um the job I had before it like I didn't work more than forty hours, but the job itself was miserable and I brought it home and you internalize it and you get anxious about it and you get like depressed about it if it's if if, if you're not enjoying it. And it, it was miserable. It, it killed running for me for two years out of college because I hated work so much that I just, when I was done with work, I didn't want to do anything else. I just wanted to sit and relax and I didn't want to exert. And once I left that job is when I got back consistently into running. So um, if, if you're working more than 40 hours a week, like if your job expects you to work more than 40 hours a week, you might want to reconsider if they're not giving you overtime and stuff, if you don't love the position that you're in. Because you're, uh, one of my big theories in life is that as human beings, we're not supposed to be spending the rest of our lives working. Like there's so much more to do in this world and see and all that kind of stuff that if, if you're putting in more hours than you need to at work, it's not worth it. And and tr- and yeah, and try your best to find something where you love what you do. That was what eventually yeah. like turned like because what like I said when I was in high school, I thought I wanted to do medicine, work in a hospital or something. I went and volunteered in a hospital, and I couldn't wait until that was done so that I could go and instead of working at a hospital, be doing the summer day camp that I worked at every year. Because after doing six weeks of volunteering at the hospital, I had a summer day camp job lined up. And I was so looking forward to being done with the hospital stuff and working at that day camp. And I was like, wait, I don't want this to be my life. I don't want to be waiting for work to be over. And like, are there days where I'm teaching and I can't wait for the day to be over? Of course. Like, you're not going to, it's unrealistic to think that you're going to love what you do for work 100% of the time. But I think if that, if that number is like, you know, even 80% or above, you know, you're probably in a pretty good spot. And I feel like I'm in that spot too. I love what I do. But I still look forward some days to when I'm off of work, and I still look forward to the weekends when I can, you know, devote my time to my other passions too. Yeah, I just recently had that with my boss uh, because I went. I've gone from different fields, like in the last year, and uh, my 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 I guess my manager actually was like, "Yeah, I uh, I I told our owner that like Chris has a really good life concept going, like." He has this, and he, he does everything we ask him to do. He's kicking ass at that. But he's as well-rounded as you've ever heard. Like, he's doing all these things with running. He's doing all these things with that. And it's like, and, he, and like, he said that. I didn't have to tell him that. I told him, like, hey, I'm going to do this marathon and everything like that. And I gave him kind of a little bit of insight of what, like, how I'm training. But, like, to have my boss going to bat for me and saying, like, listen, to the other company it's like he has a very well-balanced life more so than anybody else at our company for the young guy that he is i was like that's fucking fantastic 
it's like yeah so like you look for that you look for that kind of thing because it's like at the end of the day like i've been in positions and brent's been in positions i'm sure brooks has been in positions when like you come home exhausted because like you're just mentally exhausted by the things that you're doing and like life's not fun at that point because like at the end of the day your job is also to make money make money to also do things that you want actually want in your life to like yeah. go travel or go experience your passions and everything like that but at a certain point if, if if the exhaustion of doing all that stuff cuts into any potential of you just being happy you got to realize that like all right you got to figure things out and or like rebalance what's going on i'm not saying quit jobs or anything like yeah. that but realize yeah, yeah. that like oh, find that balance yeah, yeah find I, the balance I, of that I've, I've had two different people say this to me too and, and both times i was just like so happy they said it to me because it just reminded me and reinforced me that this has to be something i have to stay conscious of and these are both like super super su- successful people in their careers have made tons of money and now have you know lots of uh, resources to be able to spend on things that they enjoy but like one of the things that they said that just like hit me so hard was when they said, I've done amazing in my career and like, you know, I've gotten to this position I'm in right now, but like I missed a bit of like my kids growing up. And like I'm I am telling you right now, if I could go back and do it again, I would try and split so much more of my time devoted towards that. Because now I have all this stuff, but like I'll never get that time back. And so I take that kind of with everything I do. Like, I want to be successful, but I don't want to have to look back and say, I wish I did things differently. That's that's one of the things, like, I, I've seen a couple times on just, like, different videos and stuff where, like, really successful people will talk about, like, yeah, I gave up my 20s, and now I'm, you know, I'm worth a few million dollars. And it's like, okay, yeah, that, that's great. Like, it's great that you're, you have money and you're probably like, it's like generational wealth at that point. But like, you gave up 10 years of your life. Like, what could you have done in those 10 years? And like, still, you, you can still save money. There's still ways to save money and make money outside of just like 16 hours a day into my business that I've started. And it's like, it just seems so excessive to me. I, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. Think, thankfully, like, thankfully with my my boss right now, I think he's in the 60s, and he's just like, I want you to be able to experience this, experience life, and have as much fun as you can. And it's just like, to be, to having that, to, to be able to have that is, like, incredibly beneficial, and be, like, just, I'm blessed to have that. Not everybody has that opportunity to be, like, a lot of people are stuck in their own way since like you just gotta work work and grind to the bone and say hopefully you get to the next point but able to say like hey i i appreciate like you need to enjoy your work-life balance and i appreciate what the work-life balance you have is also like a really great thing there so real quick yeah (laughs) yeah, so clear this out real quick i have a couple other questions for you uh yeah morgan meany had some questions for you uh, Yay! Oh, shout out Morgan. So, what's your favorite part trading wise about build up to a big race? I really like. Oh man, this is hard because I I love the the base phase where I'm just get to like run like straight easy miles. Yeah. But there is something so satisfying about that point, like. I'd say like four weeks maybe before the marathon where you're finally seeing like that peak shape, like that close to peak shape that you want to see. And like, there's that one big workout that you do where you just like, you, you, you hope, hopefully nail it. And like, to me, when I hit that like big workout where it's something that like, I probably couldn't have done during another season, that to me is just like the coolest thing where I can look at this and be like, I don't know if I could have done this before or like now, now that I'm in Colorado training at altitude, like that moment where it's like, Oh, I just hit a level. Like, or I just hit a workout that I would have done at sea level and been like, Oh, that was a pretty good workout. Except I did it up here at altitude. That to me is like such a cool feeling. Your favorite meal to make while you're training. 
<laughs> oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little flack for this because my favorite meal to cook while I'm training would probably be the same one that I'd cook while I'm not training because I just really. I mean, I, I definitely shift a little bit towards being more unhealthy while I'm not, like, actively training, but, um, oh, man, I love I love pizza. That's one of the things that I miss the most about not being back in New York is that just, the, the pizza out here just is not the same. There's some that isn't too bad, but it's just not quite the same, but I actually have, uh, like, a pizza stone that I can, like, put in my oven and, like, cook pizza on, so I love making, like, fresh-made pizza. Um, I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a I'm I'm a supreme pizza guy, but like if I'm at a, like a nice restaurant, I just get like straight cheese or margarita. I'll I'll build off that question. So in what what is your ideal pre-race meal? So night before and morning of. Yep. And then what is your ideal post-race meal? Ideal pre-race meal, and this has been now almost like ritualistic. Although I will say that before I, the night before I ran my first ever marathon, I literally ate a frozen Wegmans Supreme pizza. Um, that, that was what I had before my first marathon. N right now, I'm sticking with spaghetti meatballs night before and usually some sort of bread to go with it. Morning of, it's Cheerios, 2% milk. Um, and yeah, I know people get weirded out when they hear that like I like have milk with my cereal yeah, milk, before milk. race. But like milk is is interesting. It it is, it, and I and I understand it's super weird. Yeah, <laughs> before a race, yeah, like two hours before too, like two or like two two and a half hours before, like bowl of cereal with milk, like a normal sized one too, not like a tiny one. Yeah, I'm just like super weird. I've um, seen you. I've seen you. Yeah, also, there's a, there's a there's a secret recipe. That has not been mentioned at all. Is it is it the, the true pre race pre race uh, like like right Did before the race? Yeah, talk the, about I, it. Talk I, about it. Yeah, so right before the race, I don't eat anything, but I do have basically like cold brew concentrate. Like I I mean like 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 basically like heroin coffee. Like as as strong and as and as intense as you could possibly imagine. Like I, so this is what I've done in the past couple of times because I'm so like psychotic about having like making sure I can control everything leading into to the race that I know like the brands and types of beans that I have like used that work. So if I'm getting on an airplane for a race. I will take a mason jar like half full of coffee beans through airport security and then fill it up with water once I enter the airport so that it can start like steeping. So usually it's about like like two parts water to one part like sort of crushed coffee beans and then I strain it the night before the race and it's got to have like no light penetration. Like it's got to look like a barrel aged stout. And uh, yeah, so I, I drink that right before the race, and that's the only time that I drink caffeine ever. I, I don't have caffeine otherwise. And so and somehow learned, my stomach, and somehow my it, stomach just goes, okay, that's I, fine. I I, I, I learned say, this. That just make you go to the bathroom during races. <laughs> so that's the best part. Is it flushes my system like like literal like Drano exactly 20 if i drink if i drink it one hour before my race starts 40 minutes before i am clear so yeah, if yeah, anybody's yeah. uh if anybody's read my uh my 50k uh write-up and that drive out like that's me and burks and that's just, that's something i didn't really mention is that burks's coffee was such a cool like an interesting like I was like, this is, this is your thing. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 No. I'm, I'm, I'm insane in a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> so let's turn to the other set of things. We're going to go to uh, favorite meal to eat post-race. Um, man, like whatever, whatever I can fit down. But I think that most of the time I've, I've been actually, I've been going towards like, like hash browns. Hash browns, like hash browns and eggs seems to be what I've been doing. Well, because like, you know, like you run the marathon, it's usually early in the morning. And so afterwards you go to like a diner or something, they've still got the breakfast menu out. 
So I think I've usually been going for like like hash brown eggs and toast. Um, although I will say best pre best post race meal I've had was after CIM because I went to In and Out and got a double double uh, and fries animal style and a chocolate shake and that was that was glorious. And I know that the Californian Chris is just so unbelievably pleased with me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very happy with you. Very happy with you on that. Love, so these are. Now. So these are my last two questions for you. Here we go. Awesome. Um, first question is your. It's a two-part question. Your favorite mm-hmm. beer, and your yeah. favorite go-to beer to drink. Okay. Favorite beer I've. So favorite beer I've had recently. I'll, I'll just. Oh, no, no, no. We're doing favorite beer ever. Favorite beer, beer ever. Yeah, we're not we're not doing recently on this one. Favorite beer ever, and your favorite go-to beer. It's got it's got to be DM. I mean, DM was so so good, and it's it's a it was a barrel-aged coconut stout too. Like coconut coconut and stout go so so well together. So I I feel like it's got to be DM, uh, and then go to. I mean, so the, the one that I have on me that I have multiple of that I would not even really call a go-to beer, but I have a stash of uh, bottles of CBS, and I drink one every year on my birthday. So every year they get a, I get a year older and they get a year older, and so I, I, I see how they're doing. Um, but if it was just like something where, you know, if I, if I was just somewhere and I found it, like something that I could guarantee I'd find anywhere and would drink, it have to be good old, and you're gonna be happy with this answer too, so you know where it's going. It's gotta be a Modelo. Yeah! 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 Something I could guarantee that, like, if, if I was anywhere, I could find one of these. It would have to be a Modelo. Modelo solid. This is why we get. Maybe, this is why we get along so well yeah. together. Which which it's, which version of Modelo? Especially yeah, Negras led to one of the worst nights of my life. I've done Negras. I used to do yeah, Negras yeah. when I was a kid. And not great. No, uh, no, especially Can't do it anymore. So good. Yeah. Uh, so, the last question. And it's the most important question. And uh, I need to actually probably get Ethan back on this. And Steven back on this. Because they didn't ask him this question. This is the most question. This is the most important question that we ask on the pod. Oh, boy. How many shirts? How many shirts do I own? How many shirts? How many shirts? How many shirts? Well, I'm currently wearing two, because I've got this sweater, and I've got a, a Mob Psycho shirt underneath it. Um, I've got about 10 shirts that say GXC on them. And so, like, if you see me, there's, the, like, probability alone says that I'll probably be wearing a shirt that says GXC on it. In total, I probably own like 25 or so. How many shirts do I need? One. I could wear a GXC shirt every day forever. It's probably one of the better answers we've gotten from this. It's pretty clear cut. It's pretty clear cut in, in terms of like what you're going to do, how many shirts you wear, what are you actually going to do with the shirts. We appreciate that. So, to clear yeah. out this podcast out, you could follow Nicole on Big Farm. She'll probably throw a Big Farm out sometime later on. Keen at Keen underscore for a run. Brent, where can they follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Hunter Runner. Um, if you feel the need to play video games with me, uh, Little Hunter 5. And if you feel the need to watch me play video games on Twitch, I'm the Runner 515. You could follow me at Beers and Miles. BeersMiles.com, Ope Athletic Club. We'll be closing out applications this weekend. And uh, yeah, if you want to play video games with me, it's XCCRIS, XCCRIS. And uh, Burks, uh, you made an announcement today. What's your next race, buddy? Grandma's, grandma, Grandma's Marathon 2022. Going to be running at June 18th. Just got accepted to the Elite Field a couple days ago, but they sent out my registration info today, so I am registered and ready to roll. Although that's not so actually not my next, next race, but that's the next big marathon. 
Are you doing Toledo still? Yeah, I think the plan still to do Toledo. Glass City. The half? Yeah. The half, the half, not the full. Yeah, I think that's still nice. in the plan. And and there's a awesome. tentative plan to run the speed project too. So we'll see how that goes. Ooh. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get to meet you in Toledo because hey, that'll I'll, be my first marathon. Ever. That'll be awesome. That'll be awesome for sure. I'll be there. So we will go party. But uh, Brooks, where can they follow you? Uh, on Strava. <laughs> that's probably the the most interesting and regularly updated piece of media I have. Uh, just my name, Alexander Burks. I'm the one with the guy doing the little Lost Boys L in my profile picture. And probably the one that has the most runs out of the people that'll show up. It's like 2,000 or something like that. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at alexander.burks. Since you guys are talking about video games, uh, d d DM me on Instagram and I can give you my, my epic ID if you want to play any ep epic games games. Uh, I, c I can tell these guys Ooh. after it. Yeah, so if you're, if you're interested in that, go for it. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's really about it. I'm not I'm not too present in the online spaces. Uh, the the last question that I'm gonna ask before you go is, uh, what are your big three for your? Uh, if you had a chance to do Pokemon, Pokemon Stadium, one. What are you picking for your big three? What am I picking? Is like for for my team. Yeah. It's important. Um, okay, so if I'm going solely based off of like I want to cream everyone in my path with, on Pokemon with, Stadium, it's not everything yeah. else from like the other games. Oh, like you know yeah, what yeah, you Pokemon, know what people are limited on. Is Pokemon Stadium Gen three or Gen four? Or is it? Yeah, it's Gen three, right? Pokemon Stadium is the Gen original two? Pokemon Stadium is Gen one. Gen one, I think. Yeah. Pokemon yeah. Stadium like, two. Alakazam like does not have Psychic. Alakazam doesn't have Psychic. Okay, so original, original, original 150. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, so, so I'm going solely for, for, for tournament legal, original 150, 151. I'm going uh, um, Dragonite, Alakazam, and uh, probably Charizard. Nice balance team. Should be able to I'm going Jol I'm going Jolteon, Gengar, and... Uh... And Alakazam. Good picks. I I got Blastoise, Gengar, and Electabuzz. Gengar is one that pretty much everyone has to pick for sure. I would cool. pick Haunter because he's my favorite. But like, if I'm actually competing, I I feel like I should probably go Gengar. Fair, fair. Yeah, but Gengar, the uh, Haunter doesn't have the the little swagger that Gengar has. Gengar swagger, yeah. Haunter yeah. is Haunter is gonna be my next tattoo. So. Yeah. Nice. But buddies here, let me close it out. Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Burks. Thank you, Brent. Thank you everybody for being on the podcast. And we'll talk to you later. And one.